This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. There is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to adjust the frequency. We are controlling transmission. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limit frequency. Good evening, my name is Sam. My name is Ricardo. And this is the Outer Limit Frequency. a day a long time ago that metal was just metal in the early days calling things like the new wave of british heavy metal exactly that was just a label for a scene rather than a genre because it really was just metal then there's you know the other spin-off genres like thrash speed death and the like but these are all at their core still just metal So tonight we look at some of the bands that have fused metal with a completely separate genre. And this happens a lot, so we're really just hitting the tip of the metal iceberg here. The metalberg? No. I'm usually a bit dubious when it comes to bands inventing their own quirky genre labels. In most cases, this is a recipe for eye-rolling cringe, but this next artist is a good example of when this actually works out. Torch I hail from Miami, Florida, and they have dubbed their proprietary blend of styles as sludge pop. Rather than this being an exercise in idle wordology, sludge pop turns out to be the best description possible for what they do. Since the mid-2000s, Torture have impressively managed to blend traditional American sludge metal with major key power pop, and the results can be truly thrilling. Across their five albums, Torture have proved that there is actually a niche for short, sharp bursts of uplifting harmonic stoner rock, a niche that has largely been untouched by others. You have to assume it's because it's a difficult balancing act to pull off. But they do pull it off like they do on Bishop and Arms.
despite what I said in the intro, the blending of metal and blues kind of goes back to the first metal bands, because metal was essentially born out of a fusion of hard rock and blues. Black Sabbath are the perfect example of this. In fact, it wasn't really until bands like Judas Priest where we had completely gotten rid of the blues. However, there are those bands that refuse to get rid of it, specifically in more recent bands that have dialed up the blues so it isn't just metal with a hint of blues. It's a complete fusion of the two. One such band is Witch Mountain, who really are a doom metal band, but it kind of makes you look at the entire thing and go, hang on, is doom metal blues metal? Very, very heavy blues metal? I don't know, don't think about it. This is Shelter. And the white is 
I've been thinking about this really hard, and I'm struggling to come up with two genres that on the surface have less in common than metal and reggae. But as this episode has demonstrated so far and will continue to do so, if there's a will, there's a way. Still, it would take a bunch of absolute mad lads to pull off a daring mixture of the two. Introducing mad lad extraordinaires, left or right, hailing from our very own Dunedin or Tepoti. In most cases, left or right switch between their metal and reggae inclinations. This makes them an extremely versatile outfit, no doubt. And for my money, they are one of Aotearoa's all-time greatest live bands, as both reggae and metal truly shine in front of a live audience, which might literally be the only thing the two share. But left or right have at least one track that manages to touch upon both these styles very well. This is Park Street from the band's 2009 debut album, Nuggety.
rap metal has been around for a while. Hell, no metal was pretty much built on the idea to varying degrees of success. And honestly, it was hard to go with a band that isn't no metal or Rage Against the Machine or Body Count. But I managed to convince myself that Biohazard count, because while not strictly rap metal, they were one of the first to blend metal with its arch-nemesis hip-hop in a seamless fashion. Some might say that Biohazard are more punk than metal, but the punk is going to have to wait. Now, we could also play one of their actual straight-up rap songs here, but those kind of lose the metal. So instead, here's the hip-hop-infused Punishment. Come on, God. Answer me. It's years I'm asking you why. Why are the innocent dead and the guilty alive? Where is justice? Where is punishment? Or have you already answered? Have you already said to the world, here is justice, here is punishment, here Why me? I think I've been the bounce. Black the bar. 
In the early days of heavy metal, the genre received some criticism, fairly or unfairly, as it was perceived by many to be lowbrow, uncouth and uncultured. Classically minded snobs looked down upon the nascent music style from astride their high horses, confident in the belief that their preferred taste of music was far more high-minded and thus valid. But we, of course, know better. Just because a musician has decided to dedicate their craft to the pursuit of metal, in no way means they couldn't have air quote, made it as a classical performer. The two ideas are far from mutually exclusive. Because have you ever noticed how Eddie Van Halen's groundbreaking guitar solo technique is more Beethoven than it is Blue Oyster Cult, more Mozart than Motorhead, a third thing I couldn't think of? The late great guitarist himself certainly never shied away from the classical comparisons, and over the course of his career he paved the way for metalheads to be taken seriously by these high art apologists. His next song doesn't need an introduction. It's Eruption. It's really quite a simple concept, blending metal with old rock and roll. But for some reason, we don't see this too often outside of the heavier rockabilly or psychobilly bands. I'd like to bring to your attention the Danish metal band Volbeat. This is essentially rockabilly Metallica with vocalist Michael Paulson even employing some of the same mannerisms as James Hetfield. However, the thing that makes Volbeat Volbeat is their blending of rock and roll or rockabilly into their brand of metal. Often their songs are thrash light with a dash of rockabilly, but other times they lean right into it. This is Wait a Minute My Girl.
say that coming into this episode i was expecting to stumble across any commonalities between black metal and gospel music i couldn't find that anywhere on my bizarro 2021 bingo card but there's something about the unapologetic sonic harshness of black metal and the spiritual gravitas of gospel that really do make them work well together suspiciously well actually the comparison has been further galvanized by switzerland by way of new york band zeal and ardor in more recent times, Zeal and Arda have been leaning in more of an industrial death metal direction, but their 2016 record Devil is Fine is a fantastic example of an unlikely but deeply satisfying genre crossover that you never knew you needed in your life. From Devil is Fine, this is Zeal and Arda with In Ashes.
I mentioned Biohazard earlier and their influences on rap metal. However, as I mentioned, they have a fair amount of punk in there as well, to the point that some say they aren't metal at all. Well, that's silly. They're metal. And they're punk. And they have some hip-hop. Punk metal causes this sort of thing often as people like to say they're one or the other, because apparently the two just can't coexist, which is just nonsense. Punk can only be so heavy or full before it becomes metal. And when it does that, they can keep those punk themes and style of, like, everything to become punk metal, like Biohazard. Or Sumo Psycho. Granted, Sumo Psycho is often more punk than metal, but they do join the two often enough, and the best examples of this are in the numerous covers they've done, such as BYOB by System of a Down, or our next song, Give It Away, originally by Red Hot Chili Peppers, which also has rapping. So I guess technically, Sumo Psycho are the same genre as Biohazard then, huh?
For me, the absolute pinnacle of metal hybrids is the combination of classical music with metal. But as Ricardo has kind of had classical covered, I'm going one step more obnoxious and talking opera-ish. Because symphonic metal is all about those operatic vocals just as much as it is about the orchestral music. I mean, most of the time, not always. But Nightwish, especially with the original vocalist Taya, definitely lent into the more operatic style. Because Taya. Other bands have done this as well, with Therian and Epica being particular stands out, but none of them have managed to top the level of gravitar that Nightwish had. Nightwish has had two great vocalists since her departure, but neither of them can do quite what she can do. This is Phantom of the Opera.
So by now, I think we've proven that metal music has an uncanny ability to grab ideas from other genres and absorb them, Kirby style. But so far, we've only been looking at bands who are taking from one or possibly two other genres at a time. What about those whose ambition and appetite for new ideas is much larger and hard to satisfy? Well, in that case, you'd probably end up with something like Sweden's Diablo Swing Orchestra. It might be easier to list off genres Diablo Swing Orchestra doesn't try, but just off the top of my head, they have dabbled in big band, opera, jazz, ambient, electro swing, disco, prog, samba, all wrapped up in a satisfyingly chunky metal veneer. And then, just for a laugh, sometimes they'll make a song that crashes wantonly through several genre boundaries at the same time. I've enjoyed the group's 2012 album, Pandora's Piñata, a lot over the years, but one of the things that keeps me coming back is the epic closing track, Justice for St. Mary. I eagerly anticipate the tonal whiplash promised by their upcoming record, but until that gets released, this is Justice for St. Mary.
Thank you once again for tuning into the Ad Limit Frequency. Did you like what you hear? Of course you did. Well, in that case, you are already aware that we have lots of episodes available on Spotify, and they're just waiting for you to click on them. If, if you don't do it, who's going to do it? And since you're a glutton for punishment and you're coming back next week, um, join us as we do essentially the exact same thing, but with punk instead of metal. And it should be good. Or bad. Or both. We'll see you then. Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.